You know what time it is and you already know the deal. This is The Real For Real with Kevin, Trevor, and Isaiah. Bringing the realest, most in-depth perspectives on the film industry. So get ready, get set, and let's get into the show. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Real For Real. So today it's the three amigos that are back again since Isaiah decided to come back to work today. Um, <laughs> see, last time he pulled a no-call, no-show on the last episode, so we had to give him a write-up. Uh, and no then, you know, he missed no the episode show. with D-Movie, man, too. So we had to give him a verbal warning. So, look, man, hey, one hey. more strike and you out of here, bro. Hey, look, you better chill for I do like uh, these youngsters <laughs> now and just walk the hell out. You know what I'm saying? They don't, <laughs> they don't stay at no job, player. They just hey, walk look, hey, hey, look, you can walk out, though. You can do all the, you can do that all you want. But just realize we do all have on Ted the Toy Collector today. So That's I'm not I'm saying, saying this. I'm not saying that, you know, you're training your replacement, but... <laughs> <laughs> Just hey, hopefully some like folks out there club, know. man. We might do like Breakfast Club and just have on like a just a different guest every week, man. We're like, shit. Bump it, Isaiah. Peace. Bye, yeah. Angela. Peace. Deuces. All right. Well, that's how so. y'all feel. That's how y'all feel. Okay. No, if bro. anything, hey, that's man. just gonna make the recorded schedule more uh more, more flexible. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah be busy. I know he got five jobs, you know, all that kind of stuff. So but hey man, we got a special guest with us today. I got the good homie of mine that's a low-key celebrity on the episode, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, up, he's sitting at what, 4.7 million likes on TikTok? He got 145,000 followers on TikTok. Uh, spends his time live streaming every weeknight. Shit, he should be streaming now, but he pushed it back <laughs> for us, man. Uh, he talks about shows, movies. He's a big anime fan. He's a, toy to- he's a toy collector, and he says he's trying to make toy collecting look sexy. I believe that's in his bio. That's a fact. So, uh, <laughs> so ladies it. and gentlemen, I have to you, Ted, the toy collector, man. What's up, man. bro? What, so an, what an intro. What an intro. Kevin, I might I might just cut that in and make that like my new YouTube intro, bro. I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. You, you know, uh, well, what's that Chief Keef song? We like people in the barbershop keep talking uh, about Chief Keef ain't no hitter. Chief Keef ain't about this. <laughs> and that's what that felt like. I appreciate it. Hey, a, hey and I'm the only one that's going to pick up on that reference because these two, they don't, they don't fuck with crap like that. <laughs> hey, so. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> They are that's Kendrick all right. only. Yeah. Nah, nah. I, I, I wouldn't say Kendrick only, but I ain't no trap dude. So yeah, that's all right. I'm going to live my truth. I was just about to say, I don't know how I feel about him bringing Chief Keep energy to the show like that. <laughs> he bringing that Black Air Force energy to the podcast. Okay. Straight up, right. straight up. Well, Isaiah, it don't hey. matter what you think. You ain't been here in two, two episodes. So. <laughs> now, hold on. Now, Ted, hold on, man. You might take this back, bro, because I was thinking about your bio. I said, you said you're making toy collecting look sexy. That's and I'm fight. like, look, I actually follow some sexy ass women on oh, uh, shit. And, oh, and I'm like, I don't know about that. I mean, if you're gonna be talking about that, you might have to take your shirt off and collect toys, but I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, because the women I follow on there are like like OnlyFans type collectors, you know? Oh so, my gosh. I don't know. You oh, might have to <laughs> Well, now, now I know what your TikTok algorithm looked like. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all jacked up. It's all jacked up. That's why I had to get off there, brother. You know, I'm married. <laughs> I started clicking like on stuff and crazy stuff kept coming up. So I'm, I'm trying you know. to figure out how you how you got the bad toy collecting women and I don't, I don't see that on mine. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You're doing your thing, though, young Jedi. You're doing your thing. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. man. Kevin, you, right, so you do realize we're recording, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. Should I leave this in or not? <laughs> <laughs> leave this in for sure. But hey, but Ted, man, let, let the people know where they can find oh, you, man. Where, where can they find you? Yeah, for sure, man. It's Ted the Toy Collector on everything. Uh, I am making toy collecting sexy on TikTok, on YouTube, and I'm actually about to make the switch back uh, to start live streaming on Twitch again. So if you oh, watch live stream content, uh, if 
you are if you're a TikTok person and you like you know like reviews if you like uh you know just getting a good little laugh every once in a while man tune into my content I, I feel like i make a little bit of everything for everybody there you go there you go and like i said man you got a natural gift for this man it's really paying off so proud of you and you're doing good things i now, appreciate it man now you know we're going to be talking about gardens of the galaxy but before we do that i gotta ask you what are your top five movies of all time gotta ask oh you. man okay so top five all time and in, in no specific order but i do know what number one is Okay. Um, okay. I got paid in full in there. What? Uh, okay. Okay. Paid in full, what? One of my favorites. Um, there we go. To Revenge of the Sith. Star oh, all right. Three. That's, a, that's up there. Okay. Um, and that's something like, that you that that you watched um, within like the last, well, I guess, year, year and a half, huh? Year, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Facts. 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 Yeah. So you know, I'm, I'm putting a lot of a lot of respect on its name, but that movie and just like the the world building and the the storytelling and. And kind of just like the process of getting there, I thought that was so dope. And then like the payoff at the end of watching it, I don't feel like the payoff is always that great, which kind of leads me into like the the next movie on my list, which is Infinity War. Which go ahead, go you ahead. Know, like, okay, you know, I, I feel like Infinity War, you, you don't always get that payoff. And I feel like, man, especially with these superhero Disney movies, uh, you know, the the heroes always win. So yeah. sitting in the theater at the end of Infinity War. And half the world is gone. I'm just yeah. like, oh man, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I felt this way before. Yeah, no nope. man, speak on it. Speak and I was, and I was sitting there, and I was all like, okay, oh, they rolling credits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't they know Thanos is chilling? <laughs> yeah, I have never seen a the like I've never been in a theater experience other than that where the entire audience was just speechless. It goes quiet. Yeah. I'm talking even yeah. even as we walk out, this like people didn't know what to say. Like yeah. it was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, shocked. Uh, right, let's see. Then two would be Slumdog Millionaire. That's one of my favorite movies Ooh, of all. Oh, Oscar winner right there. Okay, yeah, that's good man. Yeah, man. And then uh, the last one, and I, I hope y'all have seen this movie. Maybe y'all haven't, but um, I think it's in it's it's in Portuguese. It's called a uh, City of God. Oh yeah, man. That that movie, it, it, man. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, this is. This is next level. I haven't seen anything like this before. You know, if you, if you can sit yeah. down, there's not too many movies that aren't in English that I'll sit down and uh, watch, which is crazy because I watch a lot of anime. But uh, yeah. <laughs> man, yeah. City of God was great. That and Apocalypto are like the the two movies that Ooh, aren't in English. That I'm just like, oh boy, yeah. that's hard. Yeah, I got I got to give Kevin a shout out for that because he put me on City of God. All right, so today we are talking Gardens of the Galaxy Volume Three, the final installment in the film trilogy, written and directed by James Gunn. Now, when, when Gunn announced his return to write this, Disney fired him from the film in 2018 because of those posts from Twitter that came up. But thankfully, he got reinstated, and here we are. Let's be now, real. They put that man in timeout. So. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically. They put that man, they said, sit in the corner for a little while so that way it looks yeah. like we did something to you. We're going to smack yeah. you on the hand. But keep writing that script, though. Don't it was clearly that. a smack on the hand. They had to, you know, whatever. But box office wise man this has been a struggle for 2023 i don't know if y'all been looking at the numbers but yeah. this movie beat ant-man 3 but it hasn't set a record or beat you know the opening weekend of gardens of galaxy volume 2 which is interesting mm. and so this one is sitting at 118 million opening weekend so it's that's pretty weak man I, so i think i think it makes sense though bro i mean people aren't confident in marvel right now so oh, we're, we're just true. in a different time i know a lot of people that are just like man i'm not going to see anything marvel related until they turn it around so yeah i, I think it makes sense yeah you know that's, that's crazy though that's an interesting point i mean 
oddly enough, I don't think that the other movies that uh, the previous movies that have been released in this new, in this phase have been bad movies necessarily, not overall bad. But you're right; they have burned a, especially with Thor, they kind of burned a taste, oh. uh, burned a bad taste into the audience's mouth. <laughs> I think I definitely think that that's a you know a chance of hold on now now that. now hold on Ted, this is your time to say I'm a natural born hater. Oh, so tell boy, them that, tell them tell them these movies how you've been feeling about Marvel lately. Phase oh, four. Oh man. Oh yeah. So so let me let me, what what movies have come out in Phase Four? So, so it, Phase so, Four started with Black hold Widow. On, hold so on, hold on, hold started, on. It started phase with four. Black Widow. Dan, you're going or back five. as far as Phase are we, Four or are Five? We, are we, That's are, what I'm are, my yeah, we're in Five now. No, yeah, no, but he's been he's been mad since Phase Four, right? Like Phase Four started pissing you off, right? That's what I just know. Yeah, a lot of those movies were overrated in my opinion, and like just just to kind of like set the tone of what I mean, I think No Way Home is one of the most overrated Marvel movies of all time. <laughs> personally, hey, hey, somebody pull this plug, pull this plug, man. <laughs> You you had Jamie Foxx in there playing Jamie Foxx. You had. Oh no, no, I agree. <laughs> you agree about that? The change oh, that they made to to Jamie Foxx. I'm on your. Okay, man. I'm you know what's you funny? Out. What's I'm funny is, out. man, I I actually got with my community and we ranked every Marvel movie from worst to best the other day. Mm-hmm. And man, I, I remember I saw somebody say one time that Marvel had more misses than they had hits, and I won't go as far as to say that, yeah. but. But I will say that, man, if you start looking and squinting and kind of like turning your head to the side, some of these movies aren't as good as like I remember them being personally. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's okay. I, I, I'd be open to I'd be open to that argument. I'm definitely open to that. I got to go. I haven't gone back and rewatched all of them in a good while. So that's a, yeah. that's a I think I think I'd be fair. To, it's a fair thing to say. Yeah, I, yeah. I would say like uh, for like, for example, right, like I think Captain America is the only like main of, or is like the only person that has like nothing but good movies, all solid movies. That's the only one. That's the yes. only one. Iron, Iron Man two and three, it, you know, if it's your cup of tea, cool. But I mean, I don't think a lot of people are begging for Iron Man two or three. And then Thor could arguably only have one good movie. Yes. Ar- it, it doesn't yeah, even arguably. True. It doesn't I, even I, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, so, so not, facts. Yeah. My only yeah, problem with what you've been saying is that means you don't think Black Panther has solid movies. That's oh oh oh, oh 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 boy! Let me tell let, you. Let him know. Let him know. Hey Go man, ahead. I I didn't like Black Panther one personally. Uh-huh. I thought uh-huh. Killmonger was a terrible villain, dog. I, anytime you give Ooh, somebody that, that 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 bang braid where the braids oh. the braids are hanging <laughs> over, I, I you are I already know you're gonna be talking bullshit, bro. And he was just like the the typical hotep dude that you see on Twitter. You know? Mm. Oh, he, bro, bro. He, okay, he was Kings type of person, bro. I I, I hate it. Okay, I, I didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, Ted's here with the hot takes. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. no. That's that's interesting. Like, I thought he was a, I thought, so that's super interesting because I thought he was a good villain and I thought he's portrayed well, but I also, I, I've never run into anybody who's had that thought that like, that was a bad, him being a typical hotel, which yeah. I thought it just worked best for the, the ideology, like the ideology uh, argument that's happening underneath. Well, well I get it. He <laughs> felt like he felt like they were pandering a little bit, and I can understand it, that. It, it definitely, it okay, definitely felt that a little sense. bit like and it's like you went and got Michael B. Jordan because he's like the black guy that everybody likes right now. And mm-hmm. this, and, Ooh, I, and people okay. might not agree. I, I didn't with this, think about that, but I, but I don't think Michael B. Jordan has earned a star Marvel villain role personally. Like I can't think of anything that he's been in before, movie wise. That I'm just like, yeah, Michael B. Jordan killed this role and deserves to star in something on his own. Was Creed can, can, before can that or after that? This Creed. was after Creed, if I'm not this mistaken. This was after Creed. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, wasn't, wait, no, no, no. Uh, did Black Panther come out before Creed? I thought Black Panther hey, 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 came hey. out after Creed. Even, yes, came even out after if Creed. it did, 
Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not crazy about the Creed movie. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Kev, what are we here for today? <laughs> what was that? I think you just muted him. I think we can't unmute it. No, 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 no. I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested. I definitely think, like, I definitely think we got to have Ted back on now because I, we got we to gotta have a discussion. And the hater of the year award goes too. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's funny, man. But no, nah, I feel you though. But hey, for the people listening who follow that's Ted, if y'all don't know how we do, usually we start off giving our overall initial thoughts after we see the movie. Then we roll into positives, negatives. Then we give a final score of the film. We do it in percentages. But Ted, feel free to hit us out of 10, one out of 10, three out of 10, however you felt, if it makes it easier for you. So that's your funny. initial thoughts after you walked out of the show, Ted, what did you think about this movie? Um, I don't know. You know, I, I feel like, I mean, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I'm not too familiar with all of James Gunn's work. I know a lot of people think, uh, you know, think pretty highly of him, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. I thought the movie was fine. I don't, I don't know how I really feel about certain aspects of the movie. It's like, to me, it's like they, I, I, but I, it, it's tough, right? I, I understand why aspects of it have to be kidding and why they have to be kind of like, and they like, they kind of, Push towards kids. Like I feel like some of the jokes kind of ran on too long. I feel like, um, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I have complaints, but it, it was more good than bad in my opinion. I, I enjoyed the movie. No, I feel you on that because that's how I've always felt about the Guardians movies. They're they're just I've always said they're always about twenty minutes too long just because of all the jokes and all that. I enjoy it. I'm having a good time while we're there, but really, I just want to yeah, like like, like, you know, like this 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 is going on too long. Yeah, like the 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 good dog joke. That that ran yeah. on a little too Way long. Too long. <laughs> too there, there's a there's a couple of them, you know. I'm just like, yeah. all right, I get it. But at the same time, the kids in the theater that I was at were yeah. cracking up at it. You yeah. know, so it's like, okay, I understand this isn't for me. So let me. It me you know. it meets halfway. It meets halfway. It does. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, yeah. And I, like, I think they but I feel like Marvel well. runs into that problem quite a bit though with too many jokes, don't you think? I don't. Yeah. Think sometimes so. it ruins movies. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like, well, lo- love and thunder, in my opinion, like love and thunder oh, oh, was oh. such a that, such a like okay. so many jokes. I'm like, man, yeah. Thor's well, lost yeah. everybody. No, yeah, <laughs> love and thunder was. <laughs> yeah, we we get Taika gave us too much Taika. Well, and and yeah. it's, it's I mean to be fair, just about the Thor series in general, you went from incredibly uh, you had two movies that were incredibly too serious, too yeah, serious, yeah, too uh, you know uh, what's the word Myth- uh, mythological in a sense. That they got mm-hmm. really caught up in their ethos and or, or their their the mythology, and Definitely. then all of a sudden we hit three and the comedy works, and then they lean into it for four and it's like, nope, 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 nope. pull all that back. Like, <laughs> so, so, so you didn't like Stormbreaker being jealous of uh, Milnor? No, oh, that God, you didn't. No. Y- y'all didn't like that love triangle. <laughs> no, but I lo- love the screaming goats though. That was who, oh, I, I, who, who see, I like the screaming goats. I did like. I did not like the screaming goats. I hated it. I thought the screaming goats was the like that was the only one I thought was a gag as a gag work every time it happened. <laughs> nah, I hated it. I'm not saying it was my favorite, but it was the one gay. It was the one gag that I thought was game like was was game. For, I was game for. <laughs> So after I walked out of this movie, and I just want to say, I'm a fan of the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm a fan of James Gunn. And um, when it comes to like his style of films and like the way he reinvented Suicide Squad, I love it. I love what he does. And if you haven't seen his movie Slither, watch that. That's his first movie he did where we all got to kind of get to know him. But but the thing is, Gunn is the kind of person that's a perfect filmmaking for filmmaker for taking weird creatures or characters that we have no idea who they are and turning them into characters that we feel invested in. 
Guardians of Volume, uh, Guardians Volume Two. I wasn't as big on it the first time we saw it. Uh, I think we saw it opening weekend, and I was like, eh, I'm on the fence. But it took me about mm-hmm. one or two more times to watch it to fully appreciate what it was. And so, even though Volume Two is enjoyable, I think Volume Three was able to course correct this trilogy because one was great, two was eh, okay. But then the thing that Volume Two and Three have is both of them are dark. They both have uh, tonal jumps in the movie where the tone switches. Both are, uh, you know, someone who's responsible for the creation about, you know, what special person one of our guardians is trying to recapture that person because they tie it into one of the villains greater scheme in this movie. So there's similarities between ego and high evolutionary on the grander scheme of things. So, uh, but with all the similarities, volume three perfected it and made a better version of everything. So. Yeah, man, having a high evolution, high evolutionary early on in the beginning of the movie really established, you know, this movie and making it better and really set the tone. So I thought it was great, man. I think it's one of the stronger MCU movies. See, to me, the high evolutionary is kind of like one of the problems that I had with the movie, to be honest, with you, because <laughs> because it's like, well, one, one, I feel like he was trying to, I don't know, it, it felt like a Kang knockoff. Like it, it felt mm. weird getting this right after mm. Kang because it felt like he was diet Kang. In, in in my opinion a little bit <laughs> yeah and then okay. yeah. and then and then one thing like with the character in general like i don't know like kevin you gave james Gunn credit for like kind of like establishing characters and kind of like you know uh developing the characters but i, I don't it didn't feel like the higher revolutionary like i didn't feel like i if, if i didn't know anything about his character from like reading comics or anything like that or going down these youtube rabbit holes i wouldn't really know what his powers were just yeah. from watching the movie, you know, oh, okay. I wouldn't really yeah, know fair. like what he was capable of doing. So it's kind of hard trying to like power scale this guy and mm. trying to figure out. I'm like, all right, I know he's smart because he's a god, I guess. But if he's a god and creating all these societies, like what what else? Like, is it just because he's so intelligent and, or, you know, but then you see him doing like these telepathic things and like throwing things around and like blowing and, like. But but you never really know like what all he's capable of. And he also like gets beat up by a raccoon in the middle of the fight or in the middle of the movie. So it's like, how strong <laughs> is this guy actually? Initial thoughts walking out. Um, unlike Kevin, this is always this and Ant-Man, of course, have been like series that I've just always been like, not that I think that they're bad movies. They just they need to happen. They need to like they are filling in. They're filling in space mm-hmm. for me. I don't think that they're bad. They're enjoyable, but they just are never been on my favorites list until three. So I've got to give, I've got to give some credit in the guardian series. This one finally had enough pieces to make me truly, truly invested all the way in it. Um, uh, I think it, the runtime was good. Like everything, like for me, when I left out of the theater, I felt very, very satisfied with this movie in a way uh, that I didn't feel with the other two. So that would be where I'm at there. Uh, Trevor, your first thoughts too, because I know you didn't get yours out. I, I loved it walking out. I, I really enjoyed it. Much like y'all have already said, I thought it had a good balance of all the humor. And this one had a lot of heart. So I think that's what made me not feel the runtime like I have with the other uh, Guardians movies. So, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. So and like there Kevin said, I think it's uh, hell. It's it's top three MCU films for me. Ooh, he said it right there. Top three. Damn, well, damn. Wow. If that's the case. <laughs> wait, wait. But I, I got to know what, what, what are the, what are the so, other two? In so, the top three? so, so number one is Infinity War. Number okay. two is Winter Soldier. I'm also very, just a big, fair. I'm a big, just a big spy person too. So that's why I'm always yeah. going to hold it over. But if you were to argue with me about two or three, 
I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue with you, but now nah, I take I that back. Winter, top two. Those Winter, Winter Soldiers, two, Winter Soldiers number two. Yeah. 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 So and then those number three would be two. this. I'm sorry. Man, over, you got this one over Civil War? Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Two Ooh, uh, hmm. I gotta think about that. <sighs> all right. Now you all right, you got me going back. So top five, top five. Yeah, no, I wouldn't put it over a civil war, but <laughs> yeah, I'm about to nah. say. Uh, See, but I always forget yeah. about civil war, so I guess that means something. Yeah, you see, I mean, that's fair times too. Because like, like the okay. like the it's, it's the second half of civil, everything from the airport scene and on is what's what's fantastic what's, about civil what's, war. What everybody remembers. The yeah. first part is a lot of yeah. plot setup. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's dialogue for the first thirty. But anyway, so. that's not good. what we're here for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's roll into these positives, y'all. So I want to think about this from the very beginning. So we see this scared raccoon. We're already establishing the personal nature of the story that's being told to us. So we're seeing a terrified rocket being pulled out of his cage. And we see this terrifying villain or a hand that pulls him out. So when you see that version of Baby Rocket and then you see it transitions to the current version of him uh, and that we know of him and we see, you know, the sadness with Rocket and then he ends up playing Radiohead. It's already a great opening to this movie. <laughs> so you have someone like Rocket, who played a significant role in helping to stop Thanos, viewing himself as the Radiohead song, I'm a Creep, oh. showing you how he feels on the inside. So I think from the very beginning, we're already establishing a superior tone to this movie compared to the other Guardian films. And just we to clarify, just to clarify, uh-huh. the, the, the name of the song is just Creep. It's just called Creep. I don't, okay, I, don't need, yeah. I don't need the Radiohead fans <laughs> coming for us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. But would y'all agree though? Like that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Setting the tone. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Solid yeah. 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 It puts you in your feelings right out the gates, especially exactly. I think because yes. I think you know Marvel is so tricky with how they market their stuff nowadays. It's like either they're giving it all to you or they're like lying to you. Yeah. But like they kind they yeah. kind of marketed it as like oh everybody's gonna die, someone's gonna die. So yes. you know they come on and like you hear the whole I'm a creep, the whole little like song and. Yeah. Rocket sitting there sad, and you're like, oh man, like this is about to be a sad movie. So yes. I feel like like the, the way they started has you ready to experience like some really dark stuff the whole movie, right? So yeah. I, I yeah. thought it was great. For sure. Well, go ahead with your positives, Tev. What's one thing you liked? Uh man, one thing that I liked a lot about the movie was um man, I feel like the scenes where the guardians came together. Uh, were really dope, right? And mm-hmm. one one thing that I liked was they didn't just bring Gamora back and make her fall in love with Quill. And at the end of the movie, they let Gamora go back and be with the Ravagers and kind of have yeah. her own story and show. Mm-hmm. And they and they mm-hmm. put emphasis on showing how much like how she had her own life there. And it really exactly. kind of like makes to yes. me that makes the like the the whole blip and the whole Thanos snapping people away that makes that more permanent. Whereas yes. if, if yes. Gamora had just come back and immediately joined them again and fell in love with Quill again, then I'd yeah. be like, all right, well, it's just, they're just restarting everything. That's a great I also, point. Uh, I, man, I, I thought the fight scenes were good. My yeah. fault, I'll go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I second that. I mean, that, that was going to be one of my positives. Yeah, and uh, you said yeah. it, you said it well. I hadn't even yeah. thought about it that way, about the, the, the making the, the blip more real and more, you know, true by, mm-hmm. by her not going back. That was really smart. That was a good way to put it. Appreciate it. Let's see. Well, so what's something else that I liked? About you were starting today? to talk about the the fight scenes, which I thought oh, were fantastic man. as well. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that's a big problem that I have with a lot of Marvel movies, especially with like the group up fights and stuff yes. like that, man. I feel like, mm-hmm. uh, man, like No Way Home, for example. I thought the last fight with the three Peter Parkers was is like one of the biggest letdowns 
in anything that I've seen with Marvel. <laughs> I didn't think it was shot well. And I'm not even a big cinematography, like, you know, yeah. like lights and lighting and stuff like that with production type of guy. But I'm like, objectively speaking, I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, this is like dark. And like, I can barely see what's going on. And, you know, that I, I, I wanted it to be more. Whereas that, that last fight with the Guardians is like, okay, they're in a light room. It's a, it's a, they're, they're in a box. It's like, you yeah. see, you see the whole chaos of like an actual fight. It didn't feel like a, like they were on a stage or like they like they were messing with a bunch of props. It felt like they were in a room together fighting. And then you get to see everybody's kind of uh, everybody's abilities. Yes. Like in the middle of the fight. So I, I thought they did that extremely well. That was something else that I really liked. And not only do you see everybody's abilities, they yeah. actually complement each other. It actually seems like they're a team with strategy. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Y'all like when Groot pulled out all them guns too, huh? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah my boy had all the my boy had all the straps. <laughs> yeah. yeah and and uh, I guess the last thing that I would say that I think they did really well in this movie is something that I kind of touched on earlier, man. But I think that this was the perfect way to market a movie, and I think that the way that they marketed this movie actually made it better to view <laughs> it experience wise. Like the biggest reason that I don't watch i usually don't watch previews for movies nowadays because i feel like the preview mm -hmm. tells you it, it tells you you watch the whole movie like i was sitting in uh the movie theater to go see this and i saw that gran torino pre uh preview or that trailer i don't know if y'all saw it <laughs> oh, oh yeah. the gran turismo yeah that one yeah. and i was like well damn man like, i thought this could have been a good movie but i just yeah. watched the whole thing we <laughs> watched the whole movie so and and I, I thought they, like they, they marketed it and they kind of like you know they, it was and another thing is, man, that there weren't, I didn't see a bunch of marketing. I didn't see a bunch of commercials for this movie. I didn't see it plastered everywhere. I yeah. saw a lot of people say that they didn't even know that a new Guardians movie was coming out. But the stuff that I did see was really like, it was powerful enough to make me want to go see it. I'm like, all right, well, why is this picture of, you know, the Guardians, but the only person I see is Rocket, you know, and then, right. like, they're, they're yeah. doing all these ominous things that make me think that, all right, like, this is the last Guardians movie. Batista said he wasn't coming back. So maybe everybody dies. You know, so yeah, I feel yeah, like that yeah. had me on the edge of my seat the whole movie. And I, and I think that made the viewing experience a little bit better. There you go. There you go. Shoot. Well, I was going to say, man, to me, Mantis was a surprising standout. Um, she felt like she's been part of the team since the beginning, the way she blended in. And I really liked her. <clears throat> and then Nebula, I liked her in this role as well, because she... Her, Nebula matures as a character, and, and it's in a way where I felt like she helped everybody grow to be better. Yeah. So Nebula, yeah. actually, she basically takes the mother role of the team, like how Gamora used to be. And then the character development of Mantis, again, she grew from this shy, insecure character to a brave, you know, basically a brave enough to stand up to people, specifically Nebula, when Nebula was insulting her and Drax yeah. about the uh, being a liability to the team. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, y'all. So I think like, I think when we got the uh, Guardians holiday special, this kind of helped with elevating Manus's character. Would y'all agree? Yeah. If y'all uh, watched that? Yeah, yeah, I watched it. I'd agree. And, yeah. and I'd, I'd agree with you too. Well, I, I'll agree with you about it strengthening Mantis. But I will say that actually, as I think about it, I wouldn't say that I don't feel like her character development necessarily changed that much to me um since I think volume we, two yeah I, what i think is we finally actually see her being utilized for what her abilities are not just in like a so she was more like, of a tool in volume two yes that's yeah. the word she's a well, tool well, well volume she, two drax would just talk shit to her and she would just kind of mm -hmm. like oh like she was like learning like 
oh, I'm getting insulted. And then like in this movie, she's insulting him. Like it's right. It's pretty well, funny. She well, because remember, she was just only I mean, he, that's how ego used her. He was just yeah, she was, was a slave, just, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she, oh, and that's she didn't have all these interactions and all that. So exactly. I, yeah. I, guess, just, I, guess, I get the point that Isaiah is trying to make. Yeah, she just spit exposition when we needed to know that she could read people's thoughts and feelings, most importantly mm-hmm. feelings. That's when she would just go, oh, this person is very sad or this creature is blah. She's she just expositionally spit in this movie. It wasn't that I necessarily thought that her character grew a lot. However, she is the catalyst without her. We don't get the growth of all the characters around her. Like we don't see, we we don't gain that value. Speaking specifically to the scene you're talking about when she points out that Drax is stupid. She Mm. is objectively saying he is dumb, but the most important piece of that is that she says, but he's also the only one that doesn't hate himself. Doesn't hate himself. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, which she, I, I which like that. She, like connect, that she literally yes. is the is the catalyst that connects volume one through three, all like all the growth that we've seen in the other people. Which you could say that that's a, a fault in the other movies for us not being able to peg that ourselves. But when she says that about Drax, I was like, she's one hundred percent right. Drax. Let's think heals, about the beginning of the movie. Drax heals himself at the end of the first movie. Yeah. When he yeah. finally realizes, hey, it's like my, my, my daughter's gone, blah, blah, blah. But in, consistently from then, he's been just comic relief. He's been funny. He's been comic relief. But if you look at the beginning of this movie, when they start off with the song Creep, and you mm-hmm. have Peter Quill passed out drunk, and you see yeah. his sadness, and you basically have broken heroes at the very beginning of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> as funny as these characters are, there's a deep brokenness to them that we get at the very beginning of this movie. Yeah, I mean, Whereas, even when she- Yeah. Yeah. I'll just say, like, even when she points out about, um, when she points out about, uh, what's her name? Dang it, Gillen's, Gillen's character. Nebula. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nebula. yeah. Thank Nebula. you. I forgot. Yeah. When she says straight up, if you got to sit here and make, like, and point out everybody else's weaknesses mm-hmm. and, and flaws in order to make yourself feel good, which is one of those things that in the, like, in the slightest, you should just pick up on about her character, right? It makes total sense. She's been literally ripped apart all of her life in the physical sense. Because of things that she's not, that are not adequate enough. And what is she yeah. doing throughout all the movies? She considers everybody beneath her because she's doing yeah. that exact thing. But exactly. If it's not for Mantis, like you just don't catch those pieces. So yeah. it's just, it's, it's pretty interesting how she's, she's finally utilized. And I would say in general in this movie, everyone gets utilized a lot better than they usually have been outside of Quill and, Gamo- and Gamora. Yeah. 100%. What did you think of Adam Warlock? Because that's a positive to me. And that was my positive. His first that, intro that was, was dope. First that intro was positive. His I intro re- was dope. Well, hold on. All right. So, yeah. so let me tell you why it was my positive. All right. Go ahead. Adam Warlock, to me, uh, when he immediately pops up and things really get going quick, like the movie's going fast, right? Yes. Um, and I know people think that it was, you know, random and they didn't like what he did. Um, but I do like the fact that he's kind of setting up the movie, right? And the movie basically sets up into who can save Rocket with the showdown with him. And that's what I do like about it from the very beginning. Because right out the gate, we know what we're getting into here. The problem with volume two is it doesn't take until damn near the second act of the movie to really figure out, all right, what exactly is this film going to do? Oh, okay, we've got Ego. Okay, this is what's happening. With here, when we get Adam Warlock, and they have that showdown, and then Rocket gets shot, bam, immediately it's going into, okay, we got to save Rocket, bam, now we got the movie going. So that's what I liked about the Adam Warlock introduction. And along with that, I liked how they shot him, um, 
actually, you know, flying around and, and all that. I thought it looked really good. Oh, it looked cool. It looked it cool. very intense. It looked yeah. cool. And then you have like the, and you even, so you were talking about power, Nick. You kind of figure out his power in the beginning because one-on-one, all right, we can see that ain't working. Then they figure out, okay, let's team up together and fight him. Okay, we can tame him, but damn, this dude's still hard to stop. <laughs> so in the beginning, we can already kind of see how powerful he is. So I yeah, thought they did a good job with that. And I do but, think they did a good job by explaining, I mean, they nerfed him, but, you know, because he's supposed to be the perfect being, right, in the comic books. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like that yeah. they're like, yeah, we took him out premature, and he, so he's a little immature, and he, he, he just didn't finish developing. And then yeah, so, because otherwise, uh, what's, 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 how are you going to have somebody that's too powerful in a movie? It just doesn't work. Yeah. And, that's and if I, and if I slide this in, remember, when they tease Adam, this is all before Infinity War is heavy. Yeah, when they first tease him. So anybody who's a comic book nerd knows that there is a Thanos story in which Adam has come like like, and now this is what I had to do some research for, but where Adam plays a big role in it. So a lot of people were already speculating prior to that Adam mm-hmm. would be the one who you know takes care yeah, of Thanos yeah, in the end. Yes, yes. So I know I thought you, that. Yeah, I mean, so like when I was googling and checking all that stuff out, and I found that out, I was like, oh snap, that's probably the way they're going. So imagine now if you bring in Adam into this, which is post Thanos, all of us have in mind the strength of the, Tha- of the Adam that fought Thanos. <laughs> yep. So yep. you have to find a way to pull him back in yeah. some way because there's no way in hell that we're going to, like, that we can, if you don't pull him back, it's going to be hard to watch a movie and believe to ourselves, how are they stopping this man? Yeah, how was yeah. this not a, <laughs> a one see, and done? Oh, man. See, that, bro, that's what kills me about Marvel right now. See, honestly, like, when they introduced Adam Moore, like, man, I got so excited because I'm like, man, yeah. they, we're, we're talking about next level power now yeah. in, in Marvel. And that's why I was also excited about movies like The Eternals. I was yeah. like, oh, man, we're talking about next level being if the Eternals are here, then that means that Celestials are here yeah. and Adam Warlock is here. And now we can have like these big, crazy, who knows what type of scenarios in Marvel. But I feel like they just keep like walking it all back for some reason, like like uh when when adam warlock got introduced and like that was the only thing i was waiting on for a while i was like yeah man, i can't wait until they introduce this character this is going to be so fun to see and I then think of that too I, yeah and see and, and but as as much as i want to say it's like a little disappointing to see him get nerfed the way that he did i yeah. also completely agree with you in the fact that you kind of have to yeah. just with the this, yeah. like with the current state of, like where they are right now yeah and for now consum- for yeah, now. exactly and as a consumer that's that's one thing that i always want to say is that man i am just a nigga okay yeah. i i i <laughs> yeah. am not in the writer's room i don't know what these people are setting up i don't know like you know like think about it whenever you first saw the first iron man movie or captain america did you think to yourself hey man thanos is coming like not a oh, chance, no, 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 not no, a no, chance, no. you know. Right, so like, right. I got to take a step back and just kind of just like respect the fact that they are setting up an entire story, and I can't always see that big picture. So yeah. them nerfing Adam Warlock out the gates, I don't like that. The reason they gave us is a one-off line of, well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, he, he, he didn't bake all the way in the cocoon. He need he need thirty more seconds in the microwave. Yeah, more seconds like, in the microwave. I, yeah. I, I wasn't crazy about that, but at least yeah. they gave us an explanation. The only, one, <laughs> the only worst reason I could think about in any other media is, uh, or at least the original reason why Broly hated Goku. 
Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Crying. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was all terrible. Like, I'm like, all right, Tori but really? That's that's yeah, what you yeah, came up like, with? Come on, come on. Now. You built this whole like, world. That's, yeah, right. I was like, most of us don't even have memories before the age of three. Yeah. So like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, so like I'm, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about Adam Warlock because most of the movie, he was just like a bumbling idiot yes. for, for most of it. But at the well, same yeah. time, it's like yeah. it's like what y'all were saying, man. It's like if, if you don't make him that way then he's extremely broken and he would have just grabbed, like he would have, if, if Adam Warlick was full power, he would have flew in, grabbed rocket dipped and that would have been the movie. Yeah. Yes. And then, then, yeah, then for sure. or even so when he, he, and he adds a little bit of the comic relief that I yeah. think. Yeah. And I thought it was, yeah. I thought it was done well. And also on yeah. top of that, like I, I also understand that aren't, I'm pretty sure they're trying to make him into a hero. So yes. you kind for of sure. like, now I'm kind of excited. Now we get to see Adam Warlock grow into this all powerful being. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like yeah. we didn't just get it off screen and we didn't just get it, you know, we, you know, so I'm, I'm fine with that. I can I can I can accept that. That's also uh, sure. speaking of growing into characters. I know that this uh, let's let me be 100 percent upfront and say that Groot is not developed very well, period. Like he, he isn't in terms of yeah. speaking and this that. No, we don't see that. However, I do have to give them some credit for how they have allowed Groot to change. like. The the little remnants at the end, if you saw the last uh, post credits or the first post credit scene, where we're mm-hmm. starting to lead toward King Groot, the King Groot mm-hmm. uh, form, and this, that, and the other. So I've got to say, I like that they keep gradually pointing that way. There was even like a little moment whenever he's when they land on the planet where uh, where uh, when they first land on the planet and they're you know interacting with the little animal creatures. I couldn't think of the names of them, but when he starts to grow, like when he even starts to sprout up to scare them all away, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. kind of got on that, that. Yeah. Yeah. On counter earth. Thank you. I yeah. Like, Why can't I think of the name of that place? Counter earth. Um, I definitely think that it's been pretty cool how they're starting to ease him into that too. Now, I don't know where they're going to take him, especially because we can't watch a whole series of, I am Groot being said all, you know, <laughs> we can't watch it. He can't lead a movie, but so, I do think right. that they've done a good job of showing him grow as Best as they can with someone who doesn't speak, right? Yeah, now, yeah. didn't he? Didn't he have a Disney Plus series? He, he had. He had a series, though. Yeah, he does. He has the the little kitty series, right? It's one. Oh, I don't know. I, I didn't. I didn't watch it. So I, I mean, I it's, didn't. Uh, it's, I, think it's, it's, okay. I think it's a kids. I think it's a kids series of the, the baby group. It's, it's I haven't just watched it. It's so. just. Didn't, an, he say, didn't he say words at the at the end of this movie? Didn't he? Didn't he speak English? Don't worry. Don't worry. Well, hold on. Don't worry. I'm getting you guys. Yeah, I'm getting, hold on, yeah, guys. Hold on, guys. The explanation for that <laughs> is now that we've seen all three movies, we're we under we're supposedly supposed to understand Groot now. So oh, that sounds like something somebody said on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that too much Reddit, a, man. It's a, it's a theory I believe in. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yes, but if that was the case, they could have just left it at I am Groot and just yeah. let us let us fill it in. We would have done that. Yeah. We filled it in in the second. Uh, was it the second movie? No, the first. No, no. One, but the whole point is for the audience. Well, yeah, the audience has to be able to get it some yeah. kind of way. So if Trevor's theory is correct, then sure, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I ain't now, buying hold on that. Now. Buying hold that. on now. Hey, we got to get into the high evolutionary here. Now, Nick, I know you're not a big fan, man, but let me tell you why there's positives coming out of this villain here. But no, he he really does, man. He chews up the scenery, and it makes me excited to see what Gunn's going to do with the villains for DC once we start getting into Superman and other things. Oh, the idea, I didn't even think about that, Kev. That's a very good point, because I do I know, think I've, DC has yeah. better villains. Oh, his, so you are well, absolutely well, right on that. His, That's something his to overall, very look forward to. 
his overall yeah. writing in this movie has made me like a lot more confident for where DC is going. I'm telling you, it's, it's going to be fun, man. And I think the idea of his goal and his objective works in this film uh, works, man, as far as the villain. It's like, so you hate him for what he did to Rocket and he's a genocidal maniac. And then he has these great moments, like when he grabs Rocket's head and makes Rocket seem so small in this scene. And he's saying something like, you're nothing to me, but your brain is something that I'm interested in. And he's holding his head and you're just like, damn, it's a crazy scene. And you were talking about, Nick, you didn't really like his, uh, you thought he was yelling too much. But I thought that that kind of speaks, I thought the characterization of that was pretty cool because it kind of reminded me of the old school villains where they, oh, 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 like loud like that. I think Gunn is kind of paying homage to that in a way. And, but it also shows you just how unhinged this character is when he does that. Um, it's almost like, dang, this guy is freaking psycho. Um, so I don't know. I think a person obsessed with creating a better thing who looks down on the animals or individuals create that he created in a really sixth sense is, uh, is dark. And I was surprised that they actually took it this far with yeah. what they did as far as the animal cruelty and things like that. Cause that was, this is a heavy PG 13. I, I want to, you know, don't y'all agree? Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. yeah. Like, they, 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 kinda, they, they yeah. use their one F word. They got the oh, yes, they definitely did. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> they, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it I worked. think, um, <laughs> That, that perfect, took me back. That took, <laughs> oh, it's perfectly placed because it took me back to trying to get into my auntie's car back in the day when she had the messed up, <laughs> messed up door handles. Fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> but the crazy thing is, the, uh, so, you know, the high evolutionary, he realizes one of his creations was able to solve a problem so easy and it fascinates him and bothers him at the same time. Yeah, and I, I kind of so like that, that. That's what I, I was really going like to say. That's very real. I was yeah. going to say, like, since Thanos, like, I think the High Evolutionary is like the next most um, human, in a, for lack of a better word, the most human villain we got, right? Like, yeah. because yeah, the, yeah, like, he, say, yeah, okay. He clearly does like he shows a a pretty wide facet of emotions throughout this. There's the nice scene when he first takes Rocket out and is showing him the, you know, the world around him and this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. Explain it to him. He's really talking to this thing as though he does have some, he does care for it in some way, right? Now, clearly, when the new thing comes about or when he gets the, once he gets what he needs from him, he's tossed him aside. But that was a, like a nice little moment there when he comes groveling to <laughs> Rocket in the cage, like mm -hmm. uh, frantically. How? Like, I need you to come tell me how you figured this out. Right. Like, the right. hubris on him is doesn't want to... <laughs> the hubris on him is legit showing. He's like, how could something I created figure something out and, that yeah. I couldn't, basically? Like, it's but it's like funny. his obsession with Rocket's uniqueness. He's, he's obsessed. <laughs> like, it's funny because, like, his what I thought was most interesting about it is he's trying to clearly not come off as angry with Rocket. Right. But at the same time, like, his own ego... He he's fighting with his ego. He's proud that he made something that could do that, but also is mad that the thing that he made is smarter than him at this. Like it's it's really funny in that moment. And then he's trying to decide whether he hates or loves it at the same time. Yeah. But then he just loves the brain of it. Like like you said, when he caresses him. And then to knock him down a peg, ain't this human, right? But ain't this right. human of us when we get petty to knock him down a peg when Rocket mentions, wait, so we're going to the new world or whatever? He's like <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you that smart, but your dumb ass can't figure out that you're not hmm. going? Yeah. <laughs> and like basically laughs in the circus face. And then insults to injury when they ask, well, what do you want to do with him? He looks back at the rest of them like they stupid and says, 
kill him. Like, burn yeah. him. Yeah. Like, what you think? Kill him. Like, I don't but, have but like, see, that, that scene, it didn't really make sense to me because I'm like, dog, he, he, Rocket likes you right now. And you created, he looks to you as a father. Why burn y'all's relationship? Why, because, why not just use him? You know, and work together as a team. No, but I it's think it goes. He's too. He's too logical. He's too. He's too pragmatic. He's too pragmatic, and he's too. He is purely ego. Later on, they even mentioned God at one point when he's in the room with the other folks, <laughs> and, he's, uh, and he straight up says, "There what? is no God." I, yeah, there is no God. If <laughs> That's why was, I stepped in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My yeah. man can't have. He can't have that be the case. Rocket existing and being smart, and that's why I say he's fighting with it because he's he knows he created it. Which gives him, that, I mean, that's that's credit right there. That's street cred, right? Right. You right. made Rocket into what he is. However, if the thing you created is smarter than you, then doesn't that make you now second tier? That people people yeah. are going to question him at that exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah, right. And so that's why I think, I think he uses the back end of that scene to try to discredit. Like, it's not even for Rocket's sake that he's discrediting. He's discrediting so everybody around him knows I'm still the one in charge here. In yeah. the in the burn everybody or the or to get rid of the uh, eighty nine project. Now I give him one side eye one side eye, and I, I don't know maybe I'm just looking too much into it. But I'm like, how evolutionary couldn't find Rocket after after Guardians and save the galaxy? I'm like, shit, Rocket ain't hiding. What's oh, that, that? <laughs> yeah, that def- that definitely makes him look lesser. That I'm like, uh, you're supposed to be super intelligent. How come you, how come you having a a hard time, but I mean that's superhero shit. That happens all the well, time. I mean they, they got to do it. They got to do it. Yeah, they got to do that to have a movie. They got to do that. To right, that's movie. what I'm saying. Yeah, so that's just whatever. But I I agree with you. Logic wise, I'm like, come on now. If you lost, I mean, they they are traveling with they are traveling within space. I mean, they make it look like an easy feat, but let's not forget that's <laughs> yeah, very that, true. That, that, very that's true. an easy feat. <laughs> These are big. still things. <laughs> <laughs> that's very I, I know Quill operates casted, otherwise but <laughs> I, I wonder why they casted this guy as the high evolutionary though like that's that's one thing that like Marvel kind of and, and it's weird to even complain about because I am on like team cast somebody new and stop getting all these like you know famous celebrities to yeah. you know and give somebody new a shot but then yeah. I see this guy and I don't know like I'm watching him be the big bad guy in Marvel and I'm like man maybe it's because where I'm coming off of like Jonathan Majors as Kane and I'm just like, damn, that was a, that was an amazing performance. And this just, it felt, it didn't feel good. It, it felt like I was watching somebody pretend to be a villain. It didn't feel like I was actually watching a villain to me. Yeah. And the, the thing is, I'm hearing a lot of people say they weren't fans of this so, performance. So it's I, crazy. I am hearing that. So it's crazy because yeah. I'm hearing like the opposite. Because like, of course, with, I mean, it's hard to bring up majors and not bring up the controversy. But right now, a lot of people would, would um, oh man, especially he did when that I was, shit. yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! I mean, no it's, comment. It's not look. It's not looking good for a boy. I will say, man, nigga, everybody yeah, it's not looking good, you. bro. Yeah, yeah it's not everybody. looking good. But I do think that a lot of people, like on Twitter, it was in, like a lot of people were instantly like, "Hey, how about get this guy to play um, Kang if they're gonna if they're gonna replace him? They want uh, they want to switch, you know, the, uh, our actor out for Kang." And I'm like. I don't know if I feel that way. Mm. I mean, but Chakwudi Iwoji did really well as the high evolutionary, but and it's an easy way to turn it. They can always just turn it into a variant, right? Yeah, that's a, fair. Yeah. So there's yeah. a there is a way to maneuver it that way. Um, I will say I agree with this more than I agree with people saying Damson Idris. Not that I think Damson Idris mm. is a bad actor, but 
yeah, I just bro. don't see it. I don't. That, that's just chronically not people online that, that just like you can just replace one black guy with another black guy. Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah. That, yeah, I, I that love Snowfall cool. too, but come on now, like, come yeah. on, like, that no, just, <laughs> no. And, yeah. and and Majors has just got a a, a very fierce um, appeal to him. And unfortunately, I don't think either of the actors, Damson or uh, or uh, Chukwuji, can bring a uh, Woody, Sorry, could bring that. I don't, yeah, I don't man. Know. I mean, that's that's what kills me about like they like roles like these are tough to cast. That's why, like like when Marvel does it well, man, they do it really well. Like I think about like like Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther, right? I'm yeah. like, damn, dog. Like he really earned that role, man. That man, Chadwick Boseman was everybody. He was James yeah. Brown. He was Thurgood Marshall. Yeah. He just yeah. played. He was Jackie Robinson. He was everybody, bro. So <laughs> I feel like he earned Black Panther. He earned T'Challa. But then. Yeah. Shuri gets cast, or she's the new Black Panther, and this is why I feel like the Black Panther series is going to struggle. Not because Letitia uh, is, is is necessarily a bad actress, yes. but what has she done to like really earn her own Marvel movie series? You know, like what she had she... an episode on Black Mirror. You know what I'm saying, bro? Well, like, well and I think she was also the highlight <laughs> of Death on the Nile, which y'all can check yeah. out. We did yes. an episode on. Yep, that one actually is true. But I will say to Nick's point. Um, I will also say that's also bad on Marvel's fault. Uh, Marvel's fault because in the other movie, there's they in any of the other movies, she's not given enough to truly work with. Like we don't see enough of her to get really invested in her. So yeah. unfortunately, because yeah. of his death, she has to come in and really just she has to wow everybody in the first run. Yeah, he has no and, and and I give Black Panther two credit for sure. Yeah. I wasn't, I don't think it was a great movie at all, but yeah. I think it was the absolute best they could have done could put together with with the yeah. situation yeah. that they had. Man, like yeah, that's sure. that's the, and I also think that man, she she did a great job for what it was. You yes, know, I think like she, it, she. Yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying it's it's good, but it is hard to not compare or to think of what could have been. Right, that's right, a, that's a fair right. Way. At least that's my that's the way I've always said it. I thought it was I, I think I thought it was better than you might have, but I will say that like I it, it is I watched it and still kept thinking. I wonder what this was what was written before they had to change all this. Yeah. Yeah. So what did y'all think about uh Orgo Corp? I thought that was pretty cool Nothing. the way it looked and the story with the Ravengers and the the, the actual design of Orgoscope and you yeah. Know. Yeah, I thought it was a fun scene. Yeah. I thought, yeah. it was a, I thought it was a good scene. I didn't think anything of Oro Corp. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's I, exactly yeah. what I was about to say. Like, I don't think I have any opinions on it. No, it just yeah, was. Not really. Okay. This, yeah. is how, this is how we got Gamora into the story. Like, when yeah. Gamora shows up, that's when I'm like, oh, okay. So this is, this is how we yeah. got Okay. <laughs> what y'all think about these Sylvester Stallone cameos, though? I'm like, hey, you and Gunn must be buddies, man, because he's just randomly popping up. I'm like, man, well, you don't even give Stallone enough. Uh, you got to give him a little bit more, man. That's a star there. No, but no. It's, it's he, cool to see him, yeah, though. Yeah, no. He's like, no, no, no. They, they did right. <laughs> he don't. They did exactly what they're supposed to. Uh, it's, it's, it's cool, though, man. But, uh, I mean, y'all got any more positives, or y'all pretty much done? I mean, I know Nick has been done with his positives a long time ago. I do like that everything was left open-ended. In other words, yeah. I like, and Ted, you agree, uh, you kind of alluded to this earlier by saying that they set it up like people were going to die. I love that that wound up being like the opening scene of the movie, carrying Quill uh, body through. Hell yeah, that was yeah, great. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. this is a great place to put that. I was like, that's nice. Mm -hmm. um, but I did like that at the end, there is still room, like we know we won't see another Guardians film for a good while. 
but yeah. there's still room for this whole cast to come back if they wanted it to. Right. Like there's still room for us to explore just the new Guardians group uh yeah. together. Um and most importantly, the second uh the second scene set I believe now that we've got with Eternals happening, and I told this uh, to Trevor after I watched it, but I do think that they set up some things like by saying at the end, Star-Lord will be back. The legendary Star-Lord will be back. We haven't truly addressed what we dealt with in Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which is that Peter Quill is a celestial of some sort. Yeah, he's right. Like we haven't dealt with this yet, but now after Eternals has dropped and now mm-hmm. we have Peter back on Earth. Mm-hmm. I think that there's mm. a, like Peter back on Earth. Plus, we have to introduce uh, the introduction at the end of Eternals of Thanos' little brother, who is also one. Or, oh yeah, I forgot all so, about that. So I was like, yeah. they've, they've. I see. I think I see where they're connecting some dots. Hopefully, this isn't one of those. Hopefully, they don't do what they did with Adam Warlock. Adam <laughs> Warlock was teased way too early, <laughs> way too early yeah. for him not to have played a role until right now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right now it looks like they're lining things up with Eternals with this movie to now have where whatever the conflict that leads to the like with the Celestials, which will probably be Eternals too. Well, let's mm-hmm. be honest, it should involve Quill in some way, but hopefully this isn't one of those things where it gets tabled until they decide to do another Guardians and they decide to bring you know this is kind of mm. yeah that makes sense. That but I thought, sense. but I did think that they've been handling that fairly well. The way that they ended it and everybody is in is still available to be used again if we're going to use if we're going to yeah 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 I'd agree yeah I'd agree with you one hundred percent there I feel like um, staying for that second end credit scene and seeing the whole Star Lord will be back that that did something for me yeah Um, at at the end I was like oh thank God you know at the end and I and I also agree with what you said (laughs) um, with them leaving it open enough for. Who knows what to happen, right? Maybe the team gets back together, but also if they don't, man, maybe I'm fine with watching like a Disney Plus TV show about the new Guardians of the Galaxy with Rocket yes. leading the the new mm-hmm. team because like Rocket and Group, that's I, I'd watch just though just for them and then to see what the new people are about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll check it yeah. out. And then you know that Peter is about to get his own story, I guess, on Earth. So so that, it's, yeah. it's like what it's like what's about to happen with that. So I think that they ended the movie great. I feel like this this was better. I went in thinking that people were going to die and I am extremely satisfied that nobody did and I feel like it's usually the opposite reaction, right? It's like you're absolutely right. people to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody dies. You're like, "Man, what the hell?" But yeah. you know, yeah. they they yeah, I think they they set it up and ended it really well. Yeah. They did the classic bait and switch. That's a classic <laughs> comic book thing, but and that's but because then, when he got bloated like that, I'm like, oh, damn, that's over. Yeah. He's, he's done. Oh, yeah, I thought so. so, so I was about so to get mad. I was really about to get mad because I was like, bro, what the, what the hell is the point of him dying right now? That doesn't yeah, make right. sense. Why is he about so, to die? So it's yeah. funny. In fact, if we're going to, tra- if that's cool when we transition to negatives, it's funny that y'all mentioned that because, yes, Ted, you're 100% right. <laughs> um, most of the time, you ex- like something like this has no stakes if no one dies. And I did feel good that no one did, except I going into negatives, Quill freezing his ass off out there and landing and being alive. I was like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, I was like, mm-hmm, like at mm-hmm. that point, I was like, no, 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 no. If you're going to keep him alive, do what we all knew was going to happen. We all knew Adam was going to be the one to save him because Adam's the only one who can go fly through space. But 
you should have done it before his face puffs yeah, up. Yeah, like I'm I, like that doesn't yeah. make sense. I, I thought he was well, done after you, that. I'm you like, did, yeah, your head, yeah, that's crazy. You did just say, remember, he is a celestial. That's yeah. fair, but but oh. but okay. So you're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. However, when I told you that inside the theater, what was your first thought? Oh, I forgot oh, about I for- that. Exactly. So at the so moment, we, we just we just snitching on each other now. Okay, I guess all right. <laughs> no, but I'm, no, 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 okay, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. I said, it doesn't make sense. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. But what I'm saying is for the audience, because you're you, when you brought that up, I'm like, oh, you're right. He is that. But even I forgot it, and I just made the point. Like I just made the point. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, do you think most of us sitting in the seat are thinking, oh yeah, he's going to survive this because? He can. And if he can, why is he still bloating and freezing up? <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, that That felt clumsy. That's negative. That yeah, felt yeah. clumsy. Well, yeah, uh, I, I didn't care for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of like, it, one, it's paying homage to the first movie, if I recall correctly. I think that happened some, yeah, in the first movie. Something right? like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then also remember this, you know, this kind of goes along. Remember, he grabs the power stone in his hand right you know yes yeah he, so, he operates the whole thing in his hand yeah 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 and then we've seen that lesser people you know they instantly disintegrate disintegrate when they mm-hmm. touch it so remember this man's a celestial so point yeah. is i'm right you're wrong <laughs> i'm sorry trevor i didn't mean to throw you under the bus like that you you mad like that i mean y'all been coming at me y'all been coming at me for missing two days of work but you know well, well when people miss two days of work they just quietly sneak into the back and you know <laughs> you just kicking the door open and talking all your trash well i mean, I, mean hey, I got i got more too i know the guardians are known for like uh soundtracks but i mm-hmm. also felt like outside of creep there are a couple of moments in this where i'm just like oh Creeps establishes a certain setting or a certain feeling about this this movie, and then I think that some of the other music that plays, though I like it, it's good yeah, like music. Earth, okay, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, that's not yeah. say what it really is, man. The goddamn Beastie Boys, man. Yeah, like leave, leave, leave the goddamn Beastie Boys out of these damn movies, man. I'm tired of it. They got more than three songs, but they play the well, same three Beastie Boys songs. Yeah. Well, that that's a travesty on Hollywood in general. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they um, they left three songs from them. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's want to hear anything else. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, like, it just, I think that they should have played down the whole mixtape thing a little less in this movie. Because sometimes I just felt like where the soundtracks were going, I was like, this doesn't feel right for what you've established earlier on. Maybe I'm the only hmm, one. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, I, one I, the, I that's one of the yeah, special. That's that. one of the special things about Gardens of the Galaxy. It is, but it maybe is, it's uh, the song choices were off for you, right? Yeah. At least for at least for in the film. If you wanted yeah. to go ahead and do that as the soundtrack itself, totally fine. But mm-hmm. there are moments when certain things drop. Like I think even when we go to the uh, the when they're hunting down uh, the info for for Rocket's uh, heart little exp- uh, bomb or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's as they transition into that, I was just like, I don't feel like this song belongs right now. Everything has been so serious up to this point, and they truthfully are seriously looking for a way to save their friend. Yeah. And then it transitions to this as we fly into the planet. I'm like, <laughs> like, because because think about it, Quill was just having a serious serious discussion with everybody as he's trying to let like break down the shields. He is clearly like in in go mode. And so then the next music just sounds too light. It just felt way too light. 
So like there are moments where I just don't think that it matches up well in in the in the cacophony like or in the whole conglomerate of the movie. If that means Ted, music is very important to this podcast. You got two <laughs> music people here, Trevor and Isaiah, big into music. So yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I, I feel you on that though. Yeah. It just, uh, shoot. What about you, Trev? Was there anything you didn't like? Or? I wanted a little bit more between Rocket and the High Evolutionary by themselves. Okay. Amen. That 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 just Amen. seemed that just seemed like a quick revolution or a quick uh, resolution. You know, very I quick. Know. I don't know if it, if that's how very, y'all felt. I'm not saying quick. it needed to go on another 20 minutes, but no. But I <laughs> other think, than I think, that chase, and then I mean, he'd wor- been working yeah. on the gra- He was testing his gravity boots at the beginning. So, yeah. you know, he, he obviously yeah. knew that that's how the man operated, manipulating gravity, yeah. but still, yeah. just a little bit more. Actually, <laughs> I feel that. I, I, you just pointed something out I didn't even catch. I didn't even realize that, I, and this goes to Ted's point earlier. Yeah. But, like, yeah, we don't know enough about uh, the high evolutionary's power. When you said, when, I didn't even take that as foreshadowing him working on the gravity boots earlier. Mm-hmm. In fact, I remember thinking when he releases wow. them after he gets thrown to the ceiling, I was like, how did, what? How did that maneuver, like, how did that work? I didn't man, understand what he you, did to the you, boots. I didn't, you know, I was just like, what? You know what's so crazy is, man, I'm sitting in the movie because that happened at the beginning of the movie, right? Yep. And then uh, I'm, I watched that scene where he's like walking on the roof with the boots. And I'm like, man, I bet they're going to try and tie this into the story later. I swear to God. And then and see, like, I was did, the opposite. Did, I was like, did, why are we did doing not, this? Did not even click with me later in the movie. I, I remember telling myself that at the beginning of the movie, and it, it, it didn't even register. Wow, you, you saying that right now just blew my mind. Yeah, like that. you put, you put me on game, Trevor. Uh, so I take back what I said earlier. About, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just hide in the back. I'm going to hide in the back. <laughs> Thank you, <Dave. laughs> Go ahead, Homer Simpson in the bush, man. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me go ahead and slide. Man. Oh man! But I no, think that's... for me, I don't. I don't have too much that bothered me with the movie. But I think um, Warlock, like I said, he was a positive and a negative because I was looking forward, like like Ted, I was looking forward to Warlock as well, and it didn't exactly meet my expectations. But you know, when you kind of just boom, I'm in here now, and bam, you get the movie going. Mm-hmm. I just, I think w- with Warlock because I actually had some comics, man, and I was a Warlock fan. I just think for me, it kind of stinks because he came off kind of dumb in this movie. And, you know, he's being sent by his mama to do action. And it's a little unclear what his intentions are in the third act after his mom was killed. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I thought he would have, I thought he would have, I don't know why he was still going after the Guardians after his mother was killed. Yeah. Maybe that's clearly something the high evolutionary did. So, right, right. So I, and he yeah, knows that, that, and he knows it's the, the high evolutionary too, because he <laughs> he picks up on it before he picks up on it before they even get there. Like before yeah. he even he says, "Crap!" Jets out of there to go immediately save his mom. Right. He says, so yeah, "He mother. knows." Yeah. Yes. So I'm like, "Come on, man!" Like, yeah. I was expecting him to at least turn good or something earlier, but yeah, you're right. There's no clear explanation as to why he continues. Mm-hmm. No. I so like, what are you doing here? Who okay. Who is the guy that you plays think- Adam Warlock? What What's his name? Oh, it's uh, uh Will po- uh, Poulter. Will yeah. Poulter. I, what, what do y'all don't think about? What do y'all think about that casting? Don't watch him in Detroit because you will permanently hate him. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's all I can say. Oh, that is a very. Is, is, is it on the Adam Driver thing? Every time I see Adam Driver, I think about that one scene. In, uh, in, 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 in Black Clansman, and, and that's what, yeah, Black Clansman, and that's the that's the scene people love to share. I'm yeah, like, this man has this man has a lot of other great scenes in his yeah. career. 
that man has been doing some great acting for a long time, but the only one that yeah, pops I was gonna up say, is Adam that. Driver's solid, bro. He's solid. <laughs> nah, um, well, you know so, what gets white people excited. <laughs> yeah. I will say, uh-huh. to answer you, Ted, I was anti Will Poulter when I first saw who was Adam. I was like, what? Now that I see what they did with yeah, him, it yeah. makes total sense. Yeah. 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 No, that's fair. Like in the beginning, I was like, that that guy is comedic, strictly comedic in my in my mind. Yeah. Fact, outside of Detroit. Like outside face, of Detroit. Like yes. Yeah. He just yeah. doesn't he just doesn't have what I thought, like, especially we're also talking about the perfect being here. Like, he's not even the best looking person in the cast. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying? So like to me, that just didn't fit. Um, but thinking about the fact that he's hatched too soon and mm-hmm. he's supposed to be a little more green, it, it all worked out for me. Like I didn't hate it by the end of the, by the end of yeah. the movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he had have anything... that made me laugh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was, he was comic relief. Did y'all have anything else y'all didn't like about it or? Uh, besides it being too kiddie, man, I feel like, you know, it's just the, the, the constant jokes. I feel like I could have done without, you know, I feel like if you cut the jokes in half, I still laugh and it's okay. But I feel like Drax is another one of those characters that I'm, I don't feel like it should just, you know, like you said earlier, um, man, his, his wife and kid died in the first movie. You know what I'm saying? Thanos killed his family. Like, and I understand like we, we have never seen him be sad again after that. He's been a straight comedic relief character after that. And he's yeah. Drax the Destroyer. I just feel like every once in a while, like I'm cool. With, like I like Dave Batista and uh, as Drax, and he definitely makes me laugh. He's probably mm-hmm. like the best of the comedic relief of the Guardians, and he definitely made me laugh in this movie. But I feel like we've been like lacking of scene of him just kind of like showing that he can really act and be serious when we know like Dave Batista has that in his bag as an actor. So well, I don't I feel like Drax that. Character. I can counter that real quick. I can counter that real quick. So with this movie, what I like about Drax is because once we, we get to see the other side of him when he communicates with the children. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he goes from Drax, Drax the Destroyer, who isn't supposed to be, um, you know, who, that's not his true side. And we get it here so that we when we when he communicates with the children, that's when we finally see like, this is what your intention is. This is who you are. And Drax- that's when you see that, you know. Yeah, no, no, no. As Nebula says, Drax, uh, I think she kind of alludes to it. Drax was created into the Destroyer by losing right. his family. Right, but right. What he truly was to begin with is a is a family. Oh, like he's a family right. man. He's a yeah. he's a family man. He's he's meant to be a loving person. She, yeah, and which is neat that Nebula also is the one who says that too because she's the one who's never had mm-hmm. a, a truly loving loving father figure. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, yeah, I think it's. And it's constantly trying to kill her sister. Yeah. <laughs> There's that scene you were talking about Mantis's uh character development, but mm-hmm. and then you kind of mentioned like Mantis also kind of like holding the team together and kind of like uh becoming that figure as well. There, yeah. there was a scene where it was the exact same scene actually where, where Mantis tells Drax, like, hey, I do think you're an idiot. I do think you're dumb. But mm-hmm. right like immediately after that, she erases yep. his memory. Right. And she doesn't let him remember that. You know what I'm saying? And like, I remember sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, man, one, have we seen her manipulate anybody else's thoughts on the team? Has that happened before? Uh, So on the team, I think only once in number two, right? Yeah. Technically, she does try to manipulate Quill at one point. Right. Right. They have to do it for some reason. Mm -hmm. They have to do it for some reason. 
Yeah. yeah and, and I'm like, man, if, if Drax, if Drax is this happy go lucky person that, you know, I feel like that right there, her calling him an idiot and him kind of like, re- like being in that moment and being like, oh, well, y'all think I'm dumb. I feel like that kind of would have broke the team up. I feel like that, that would have been the moment for Drax where it's everything stopped being funny and everything stopped being a game. And in a way, I feel like Mantis kind of knows that. That's why she feels yes. the need to wipe her memory. I feel like that's why that scene is included. So I just like, all, all mm. these things, they kind of they mm-hmm. make me think. I'm just like, man, uh, well, I don't know. It, to me, they, they all, it shows that they complement each other as a team. So I can really appreciate things like that. But yeah. I kind of, I was waiting to see what was going to happen if Mantis didn't wipe his memory. I was like, oh, well, is he about to get serious? Is he about to get sad? Is he about to get upset? <laughs> You know, yeah, like I, I was kind of waiting on that moment, then it never happened. Well, I'll say no, that, that would have been cool to see, though, just to see how his character changes for well, sure. And, and even on the back end of that, too, like that was another one of those incidents that Marvel's had where, well, specifically Gun, a lot of people had the critique of Gun is that he won't let you have a serious moment without a joke immediately following. She, mm-hmm. she instantly makes him forget. And what does he instantly do? Something that's joking in the moment, which yeah. I kind of was like, no, I think that we should sit with that. I think yeah. you should make him forget him question as to what was just talked about. Give, uh, give Nebula and Mantis a moment, like kind of like to re uh, kind of rehash, just looking at each other, what they just said about like what was just said and mm-hmm. then pass on to go and release the key. I think that would have been a better, better situation. Like let us all sit. With but that's I feel that. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> All right. Well, I know that uh, we've already we've said the things we didn't like or whatever, but yeah, I, I do I do want to say that Gamora on the positive side. I didn't hear y'all say much about her, and I felt like we got to give her thumbs up too on this. Or how did y'all feel about her in this universe, this version of her? Because I like how she's now she's part of the Ravenger. She's got this tough layer. She's hardened, and yeah. uh, she used to be protective of Groot, but now we see her frustrated with Groot, uh, Groot and she thinks. And the funny thing about it is she thinks Groot's just saying, I'm Groot, I'm Groot, and everyone's making up things. And I, I think that's actually kind of funny just seeing how different that is now. Yeah. And also seeing how trigger happy she is. And we got Peter talking about, this isn't how we do things here. And like, we're not here to kill. So like, she's like trigger happy. And then we got, you know, Gamora and Peter, you know, Peter trying to just, he's kind of trying to get back in there with her, but she, she just ain't having it, you know? So I, I like that. Well, he was here. Quill was yeah. going around it the wrong way, though. It's just like, yeah, bro, he, she don't know you from <laughs> Adam from Eve, bro. And you just over here, yeah, we were together, and uh, you supposed to be letting me get them draws, bro. right? Yeah, right. It's exactly. like, nah, bro. How about exactly. you just start with, hey, you want to go on a date? Let's start over because you yeah, obviously exactly. don't know me. Exactly, but like like Ted was talking about at the end of the movie, um, yeah, it, I, that was that was great. That was no, perfect yeah, when yeah. she goes up. She says, "I bet we were fun." Bam, yeah. we end it there. Yeah. But like, but like Ted said, that's what I really liked about it. They didn't put them back together, and then they showed yep. um, part of the reason she fell for Quill and the Guardians in a, in a, yep. in a non-romantic sense is because they were her family, the family she was always looking for. And then yeah, they just exactly. show us without dialogue, quick little scene, she found that with the Ravagers, and that's why that's yeah, it. she's not giving yeah. it up. So yep, I thought perfect. that was really Perfect, yep. But shit, I think it's score time, fellas. So, And Ted, what you giving this movie, man? Man, a- after the conversation that we've had, man, y'all y'all have made me realize that <laughs> the the gripes that I had aren't actual gripes. Maybe it was just me hating in hindsight. <laughs> so I, I would I, I can confidently give it a nine. And now that we've talked through it, 
Hey, there I'm about to go. say, if you if you're gonna be buck nasty and just hate on, hate on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't have we we all done had a couple movies where we just doubled down and just said whatever. <laughs> what it is. Yeah, I can I can make a case for everything. And Trev will still be like, I don't care, Kevin. Taxi driver is an old ass movie. I don't care. <laughs> so Trev, what you giving this movie? I give it a 95. Woo! Perfect. What what about mm. you, Isaiah? Uh 93. 93. That's what's up. And I'm right at Trevor, 95%. Yeah. There we go. Pretty it's very, it's it's pretty rare when I'm usually the lowest of, of the three of us. I will say that. Oh, man, this movie, this is hard, bro. I think this yeah. is my top five MCU, but. Yeah. I like it more than Endgame. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, oh, the, oh, 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 yeah. You make yeah. Trevor happy. Yeah, that. you fit right on in. <laughs> and <Ted>. said. <laughs> this, this is a um, anti-Endgame podcast. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's 100% everybody. You know how you feel about everybody overhyping uh, No, what is it? No Way Home? No Way Home. No yeah. Way yeah. Home. That's, that's, how, I feel about that's how I feel about Endgame. Now, I'm just fair. all like, bruh, now, come on, y'all. We, we didn't we need be, the first. Go ahead, Isaac. No, no, no. We're fair about it. We will say that it's a well-put-together movie. We will always say that. Yeah. The movie yeah. is put together well, but it is not what I spent 10 years of excitement. <laughs> yeah. It didn't pay off that way. It's all like, we already we already went through his daddy issues. The only person that was interested in and we need to rehash is uh, Captain America and Steve always putting country before himself. Yes. Yeah, facts. So, th- so that made sense when he said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to go back and uh, meet my lady and spend my life with her. Right. Oh God, bro. That and, and that produced one of my least favorite things about Marvel right now, and that's blacked in America, boy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I, I, do, I do not like Anthony Mackie as my Captain America, dog. I'm well, not a so, fan. Because the cool thing hey, about hey, the cool thing about, about Steve Rogers. Bag. The cool thing about Steve Rogers is the boy got hands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's true. The Falcon don't. The Falcon always get washed. He can't throw hands. Everybody knows why the Winter Soldier is in top five for anybody. Yeah, because when that elevator scene happens, the players and players says, "Before we get into this, anybody want to get off?" We was all like, "Oh, that's some gangster." The elevator scene. The elevator scene is top tier for sure. But no, I'm kind of with you on that. I don't have a problem with Anthony Mackey, but but I I have a problem with. This new Captain America role, I don't think he has quite that charisma as uh, Steve Rogers. You call, you call so him by his proper name. That, that's Black than America. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He's no Captain of mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Black yeah, I got nothing for that, bro. Yeah, straight up. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of on the fence. That show didn't really do it for me either. So I'm like, oh, hell man. no. We'll, we'll see what happens. So, we'll so, see what happens. Yeah, so what, yeah. what, what Kevin Garnett said, hell no. Trash <laughs> yeah, <ass exactly>. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say trash. But. I so I, I didn't find it, it trash. It's just it was lacking. The well, it, the only good episode was when they're running through the streets of uh, what, Magnapore, Magapore. I forget what that was. was John Walker, was John Walker killed that dude. Well, that that, uh, yeah, that episode yeah. two was intense. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah, that was yeah, that was yeah. cool. But I'm talking about the one where they were where it was him, Bucky, him, and uh, they were with the white girl. Yeah, that was. That oh was yeah, 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 I forget her name. Agent uh, thirteen, nineteen. The, mm-hmm. it, it don't matter. Uh, what's the names? What what's the names? Granddaughter. Yeah, because he didn't slept with the mama and uh, and the granddaughter. He so. just kissed her. He ain't <laughs> never slept with her. Do we know that happened? But before we before we get off this, uh, I just got to say two things. One, did y'all enjoy all the 
the homage he paid to other movies, I guess, throughout. Yeah. There so a lot there's like here. there's one shot, I forget actually what was happening here, but I think I leaned over because me and Isaiah saw it together. And so I leaned over and I was like, Oh, you see that? That's because it looked just like aliens, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whenever then, uh they start kind of burst I can't remember what it was, but when he releases the little hellhounds or whatever you call it. Oh yeah, things. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Do y'all remember that scene? No. Okay. No, and which scene I, are you referring to on that one? That's so you know how in Aliens where you see the 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 alien and it's like kind of like doing mm-hmm. the screaming thing and you and it's yeah you see it's it's silhouette behind the the smoke. Oh okay okay. So I whenever I didn't catch that at first. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen Aliens. Ah okay. Ooh, yeah, let's whoa, make it whoa, whoa whoa whoa! Yo, we might have to purge this whole whole episode. <laughs> Damn, you ain't seen you ain't seen Alien. Wait, never mind. You know what? You get a pass. Because one of our, I ain't going to say no names. but one That's all right. I'll, I'll say it myself. I've only seen Aliens. I haven't seen Aliens 2. I don't know if there's an Aliens 3, but I have seen Aliens vs. Predators, the best movie in the series. I, I've seen Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I can that's... give you some credit, but that's y'all got to fix it. You got to watch that original, man, and watch the second one. The second one is that horror action, baby. You got to yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. Got to see that. Isaiah, you were right. You were thinking about uh, in the second post credit scene with one of the children that is part of the part of the guard, the new guardians. That's yeah. apparently supposed to be Phyla Vell, which oh, is supposed okay. to play into um, Captain Marvel. Yeah, because I kept seeing the powers kind of reminded me of uh, Kamala Khan or, or yeah. Captain Marvel. So I was yeah. like, it's probably going to be a connection there. We may not see another Guardians movie, but we may see them stumble in. And how, how many Captain Marvels we going to have? <laughs> I don't that's know. What, just yeah, four, that, five. Damn. The Marvel. I was gonna say that that solid. Captain Marvel movie was actually that's bottom tier for me for the movies. I oh, you mean ca- like the Captain Marvel movie? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That's my yeah. my biggest problem with it is that they marketed it as this movie that you absolutely have to watch to like mm-hmm. understand. You know the the entire big picture of Marvel. Yeah, that was part of my saw, problem. God, I went and yeah. saw it. I was like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, don't forget, yeah, don't forget, facts. don't forget. They were also like they needed they needed to uh, kind of save some face because they were long overdue some for women. Black Widow. Yeah, <laughs> they were yeah. long now, long overdue now, some women. Now here, now here's a question I have for y'all. Monica right? Rambo. Right. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll the answer is yes. Now, if what, it's what what woman led Marvel project that's a movie have you enjoyed? Oh, I guess there's, on, I guess there's a whole only, new. I guess there's only, there's only two. <laughs> there's only two. Not, 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 not even just the movie. Then open it up to the TV shows too. She Hulk, all of them. That's okay. a whole nother conversation. Mm. Yeah. The, <laughs> I, I, I look. WandaVision? Great. Yes. Everything after that, I'm like, dog, what's going on? I mean, WandaVision is so, clearly at the top. Yeah. So I agree. So I really enjoyed. I did enjoy Black Widow. It has its problems. It has yeah. its problems. Taskmaster, they completely messed that up, but I did yeah. enjoy Black Widow. Yeah, I like that one. Um, Captain Marvel, I thought was pretty mid. I mean, it's it's put together well. It's got a good cast on paper. It should work. I do like it, Monica Rambo. Does she have her own project? I don't even know. Not anymore. yet. No, no, no. You no, just not that, yet. That's that's one division. Jumping into Marvels. One division is definitely number one. I would say the Black yeah. Widow is behind that. Then I would put, um, then I would put She Hulk, followed by Captain Marvel, followed by. Uh, uh, dang it! The one with uh, Kamala. I didn't even waste my time. Hey, you on know what? Oh wait, no, I I liked Miss Marvel. I think Miss Marvel, Marvel was up thank there. Thank you. 
I like that, but but then again, it was kiddier. It was yeah. supposed to be. Uh, that was the know, only. Was, that was the only thing that just sure. bugged me about it. So, it for sure. so you like that Home Alone? Uh, oh, that Home Alone scene finale. I'm sorry, like, y'all are federal agents, and y'all are losing to some kids running around in the same hoodie. Boy, if y'all don't get out of here. They, they they pulled that straight out of an episode of Scooby Doo, bro. They might as well have just ran through. And <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm hoping Miss Mar. I'm, I'm not Miss Mar. I'm hoping the Marvels turns it around for like women led MCU projects because yeah. I feel like character wise, like they have the characters yes, individually yeah. to do it. That's why I don't understand why they keep putting out these bad projects. Like it's not fair to to the actresses. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they're they're the ones that this is all going to come back on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like yeah. I I look at like the 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 feedback that She-Hulk got. And I'm like, damn, dog. Like, this is an actress that is never going to get... I feel like no matter what happens with She-Hulk now, it's almost going to be impossible for her to bounce back unless Marvel just, like, goes all in on trying to, like, incorporate her into the story. But as long as she's, like, leading her own story or is, as long as it's, like, a Disney Plus TV show, because of what they did this first season, I don't think she's uh, she's going to get a fair shot. Yeah. And it's tough. You know what I'm saying? They, they got seven women, you know, characters in Marvel. You know what I'm saying? They get screen time. Like, I don't I don't understand how they keep doing this to them. So well, I, mean, I can at least answer for Black Widow, or I can answer for Black Widow and She-Hulk. Because Black Widow, their problem is just that they waited too late. Too her late. story had been written. Yeah, and so whatever crazy. they had to do in there, and it was and it was a it was a prequel uh to the to the point yeah, where we were already. There were at. no so, stakes in that movie. So no they stakes. could own yeah. whatever they had to do had to fit nicely into what's already been established. And then so yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of what threw that one off. And then She-Hulk, that just that just wasn't what everybody was expecting. Wow, yeah, was I think fun, I think that was a problem. It was funny, but right. we also wanted to see She Hulk throw some hands. We wanted to see and not ass. See, I, I alley ooped you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I appreciate I that. See, Thank I you. see the work you're doing there. <laughs> that boy doing God's work, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's a fair assessment, Trevor. Like it, it just wasn't it wasn't what people expected. I thought it was good for what it was. I really did, and I enjoyed She Hulk. Um, once you know what it is, but yeah, a lot of people saw that first episode and were like, "Wait, what? Yeah. This is this isn't what I tuned in for." They weren't looking for a '90s esque sitcom about you know yeah. She Hulk attorney at law. Yeah, it just wasn't what mm-hmm. they were. And and I mean, I'm and I'm from what I've read, it seems like that's very much in line with the actual tone of the comics. But again, that's just not what. We're Which doing. could be fair. I, yeah. I I'd be lying if I was like, yeah, man, I read She Hulk. I'm I'm very familiar with She Hulk verse. And I will also say, I think Disney kind of shot itself in the foot. Everything TV show that they've released it released up till then has been pretty serious. Yeah, in nature, like out. Well, correction. Uh, cause Miss Marvel was right before that, so right, Miss Marvel was, was right it? before. I, I think don't remember. So. But regardless, those two things were the first first things that truly deviated. If you look at their Netflix stuff, all of that was serious. Yeah, all of that um, was serious, but it was Hawkeye. Hawkeye was, was Hawkeye. It has comedic beats, but it's not. Hawkeye was yeah, it was halfway it's, serious. Man. Yeah, it's I got, say it was no, halfway it's, serious. No, it's Sorry, pretty. It's Hawkeye. pretty serious, but it's got comedic mm-hmm. beats. She's just. She's a little more likable. She's a little more playful. So it has comedic mm-hmm. beats, but it's a serious thing. So I think, yeah, what they had been establishing without marketing, without, without them truly marketing She-Hulk for what it was, which I understand why they didn't, because they wanted you to tune in and watch, but with, it felt like a bait. It felt like a bait and switch. Simple as that. Yeah. So that's an interesting point. But let me, 
let me do my job right quick. Yeah. Okay, let me do my job. <laughs> Wrap us up. I want yeah. <laughs> For y'all come at me like Joe Budden did uh, uh, on the damn red carpet. But I will say, Ted, thank you for coming on with us. Yeah, today, yeah. We're gonna have yeah, to have you on, man. You bringing up some good topics. Yeah, I'm about to say. I already yeah. was thinking to myself and making note. Okay, we got to talk about this with Ted. We got to talk about <laughs> this. We got. Yeah, we definitely. We, we definitely gonna have you back. <laughs> I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys for listening out there. Tell us how you feel by reaching out to us on social media. You can find us at The Real For Real on all the social media. So look for us there. But signing off for The Real For Real, it's your boys. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Later. This has been the Real for Real podcast with Kevin, Trevor, and Isaiah. Thanks for tuning in. Keep up with the conversation by following us on our social media. On Instagram, you can find us at the Real underscore for Real, and on TikTok, you can find us at the Real for Real podcast. Be safe, be blessed, and we'll catch you next time.